Good morning, good friends. Welcome to worship here at Sowen Avenue Presbyterian Church. We're so glad you found your way here to our sanctuary. If you've come to be in our sanctuary or you're joining us through Facebook Live, we are very glad that you're here with us. Um, today marks a special day, a significant day in the life of our congregation as we dedicate our new glory to God hymnals. If you all take a minute and look at the hymnal that is in your pew, or it should be in your pew, you'll notice that it is quite different from the one that we've been using for a long time, which was over 35 years old. As we look ahead, uh, it, with life here at Selwyn Avenue, we felt like it was time to mark this season in our congregation by investing and celebrating uh, this new hymnal. I'd like to take a special a moment to offer a special thanks to our worship group and especially to Dick Metzler, who has been a leader in this initiative uh, as he honors his wife and our dear friend, Dottie Metzler. I remember being told that when you sing, you pray twice, once for yourself and then once, of course, for those of you who hear your voice singing. So today we join um, the communion of saints and we lift our voices to all of those who we have honored in the dedication of these hymnals. If you open up the front, um, you will probably see, most of you will see a dedication in memory or an honor of someone special. And so um, we give thanks for the people that have inspired these gifts and we remember them all today in worship. One other note about our music today here in worship, if you look at the worship notes in our bulletin, you'll notice that the anthem is in dedication uh, to those who lost their lives um, in the 9-11 tragedy. So today is about remembering, today is about celebrating and giving thanks, and it's about hope as we look ahead to what comes next for this good congregation. Speaking of which, next Sunday, please join us in worship as we welcome back to the pulpit Dr. Reverend Rush Odie, who we've all missed. Um, he's been our pastor for 18 years, and he was supposed to be with us for a final day of worship right before the pandemic shut us down. So we will celebrate with him and um, be together next Sunday on the 26th. Um, I think that's it. We welcome you to worship. Let's prepare our hearts to worship God.
day that the Lord has made, so let us rejoice and be glad in it. Please rise as you are able, embody your spirit, and join me in the call to worship. If you are weak and in need of strength, if you are feeling fragile or vulnerable, know that you are welcome here. Know that Christ beckons us here. Know that you are loved here. We come to worship like children, ready to rest in God's arms.
Friends, we all fall short of just who it is that God created us to be. The good news is that we have a merciful God who is forgiving before we can even ask. So in that confidence, let us join together, confessing our sin using the prayer in our bulletin. Holy One, Holy Three, you call all who dwell on earth to follow you, singing songs of praise. We confess, however, that your song has been silenced within us. We are unwilling to sing new songs or to embrace sisters and brothers whose songs are different from our own. We sing as we live, as if pleasing ourselves were more important than pleasing you. Forgive us. Cleanse our hearts of all that stifles your voice within us. Join our songs with your whole church, so that in all we sing, speak, or do, we may act to your glory, not our own. Amen. Friends, hear these words of assurance from Psalm 13, verses 5 through 6. I trusted in your steadfast love. My heart shall rejoice in your salvation. I will sing to the Lord because he has dealt bountifully with me. Friends, believe the good news of the gospel. In Jesus Christ, we are forgiven. As you're seated, it's with great pleasure that I invite Tate and Brian Hagman here to the baptismal font along with our assisting elder, Sam Pfeiffer. They bring to the font this morning their son, Bennett Alexander, and I believe Bennett's big brother, Sebastian, will be joining us as well. Thank you. It is here at this font where we are named and called and marked by God's grace in Christ. We can do nothing to earn this grace, but it is by God's holy invitation that we share in the life, death, and resurrection of Christ. In this baptism, you are, you are invited to remember your own baptism, the day that God in a congregation somewhere said yes on your behalf. Through baptism, we enter the covenant that God has established nurturing, renewing, and sustaining us all of our days. Tate and Brian, in your years together, you have demonstrated God's endless grace and steadfast love, and we know that both of those are full of surprises and joy. Your choice to bring Bennett here to this font at this particular church is an act of faithfulness, and it's an act of commitment and gratitude to God. Your choice to say yes on behalf of Bennett is a sign of how you already have relied on God to shape your family. Perhaps more important than your own yes, mark, mark it today that God is saying yes to you both, not just for Bennett, but for Bennett and Sebastian and your family as a whole. Now, putting your whole trust in grace and love of Jesus Christ, do you desire to have Bennett baptized? Will you be responsible for nurturing Bennett in the faith and life of the Christian community? Will you, by your prayers and witness, help Bennett grow into the full stature of Christ? Do you, do you the people of Selwyn Avenue Presbyterian Church, promise to share with Bennett Alexander Hackman 
the good news of the gospel and to help him to know of the peace and joy and cost of Christian discipleship. We do. Do you promise your prayers and fellowship, caring and encouragement for this family that their ties with the household of God may be strong and enduring? We do. Let us rise and say together what we believe using the historic faith of the church expressed in the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. You all may be seated and we'll continue in prayer. O oh, gracious God, thank you for your gift of baptism. We humbly acknowledge the faithfulness you possess and express over and over and over. Thank you for saying yes, yes to each of us, and yes even to those who are yet able to ask. Thank you for inviting us into a life of love and fulfillment with you, for the renewal of baptisms, and for the covenant that you make with each of us through this holy sacrament. Especially, God, we thank you for your choice to mark Bennett with the sign and seal of your Holy Spirit. We humbly ask you to watch over him God, his parents, Tate and Brian, as they raise their children to be true disciples, give them patience, forgiveness, and resilience, flexibility, humor, and most of all, when life seems unbearable or confusing, when parenting seems to separate them instead of to bind them, guide them in the ways of your son. Bring them to this place where our purpose is pure and where our message is clear, where the yoke is easy and the burden is light. Help us to share with great joy the raising of both Bennett and Sebastian as our own. O oh Lord, we claim them this day. And now we ask that you set apart these waters so that what is common is now inspired by your spirit, that these waters be redemptive and renewing. And it's as we wash this child in the love that is unmatched, we give you thanks. Amen. Bennett Alexander, uh-oh, <laughs> I baptized my glasses. <laughs> Bennett Alexander, child of the covenant, I baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, now and forevermore. Amen. See how amazing God's love is, that we shall be called children of grace. For this child, Christ was born. For this child, Christ taught and healed and preached. For this child, Christ suffered on the cross and died. For this child, Christ was raised again. Bennett knows nothing of any of this. He just knows that he is loved. You see, it is true that we love God because God loves us first. <laughs> this is Bennett Alexander. He's obviously a very personal, happy, 
kind little baby. He's a little bit quieter than his brother, Sebastian, but he pays attention. And if you look him in the eye, he will give you a really nice smile back. <laughs> Tate and Brian joined, um, have been members of this church for a while. Tate actually grew up in this church. She was a child here. She went through our youth program. And she brings her children back here along with her husband, Brian, to be raised in this tradition. Bennett and Sebastian are members, are members, are children of the Child Development Center, where they are loved and known very well. Bennett's name is just his own. It means blessed little one. And his middle name, Alexander, is a gift from his uncle Gray. So from generation to generation. Bennett has changed everything at the Hackman House. I've watched his parents do man-to-man -man defense with great care. Sebastian, his brother, has been loving and kind and enjoyed teaching all the things about being a child. And so now it is upon us, Selwyn Avenue, to teach this child the ways of Christ, to chase him, to love him, to catch him, to hold his hand, and to be kind and loving to him. This is Bennett Alexander and his big brother, Sebastian. Bennett is a child of Tate and Brian, a child of Selwyn Avenue Presbyterian Church, and a child of God. Bennett Alexander Hackman is now identified as a child of God in Christ's church. Through baptism, God has put his seal upon Bennett to share with us all the benefits of Christ's sacrifice. Let us be supportive of Brian and Tate as they nurture Bennett and assist him to be a faithful disciple. With joy, joy and thanksgiving, thanksgiving, we welcome Bennett into Christ's church, for we are all one in Christ. We promise to love, encourage, and support you to share the good news of God's love with you and to celebrate with you God's unfolding blessings. And now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord's face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. And may the Lord lift his counts upon you and grant you peace. Amen.
Will the children meet me down front? Oh, see if I can get through that after that beautiful baptism and that beautiful song. Come on down, make Miss Nancy laugh. Good job, good job. and come over so I can see you. Okay, so you girls in Hudson, remember, in Sunday school today, we read the lesson in three different verses. And sometimes we do that. It helps us understand the scripture better. So I want to read today's lesson for worship from the message. <clears throat> Are you tired worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me. Get away with me. You'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me and watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything too heavy on you. Keep company with me, and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. You know, there are many ways for us to live our life and to sort out our priorities. You know, what is important to us? The Lord has warned the people of the oppressive, legalistic ways of the Pharisees. You know, those guys that have all the rules our lives can be like that too. We can make our life complex. We talked about this before. We can make our lives harder than they have to be. When we follow Jesus' teachings, we can have a simpler life, a life that brings joy. Today, we are singing with our new hymnals. Do you guys like to sing? Yeah, a little bit, maybe. Okay. Well, <clears throat> singing is a way to learn. We learn from our songs, and I want to invite you to join our children's choir. 
We are starting this week, Wednesday the 22nd at 5.30 in the chapel. We're going to learn songs for 30 minutes for four weeks, and then we're going to sing in church on October the 17th. I would love it if you would come and join Mr. Fred and me as we bring this special music to Selwyn. Let us pray. Father God, we worship you this day in word and song, and we ask that you continue to bless our church as it opens its doors for our community. Please bless our music program as we seek to live our lives in peace with you, Lord. Amen. All right, if you're going to chapel, we're going to go out the door. However we are, whether weary, whether filled with joy, whether many things, God, may we find rest in you, and may we be a people of that rest in a world that is weary. Pour out on us the spirit of wisdom and understanding that our hearts and minds may be opened. Amen. This week, we continue with our new preaching series, Known by Heart, scripture that every Christian should know. And this morning, we're going to read one of our favorite promises that Jesus made to us from the Gospel of Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 to 30. Let us listen now for a word from the Lord. Come to me, all you who are weary and carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Is anyone here tired of being tired. <laughs> I imagine many of us are coming into worship this morning with a lot on our minds, maybe a sense of burden on our backs, a heavy feeling that many of us probably haven't been able to kick for 18 plus months now. How long, O oh Lord, we cry. How long until we can feel that rest that we just read about? Our exhaustion is found in between the hurry that has become the standard speed of our culture. We hurry because people depend on us. We hurry because we want to honor commitments that we've made. We hurry because we want to fit it all in overwhelmed by the demands and obligations in our lives, we do our best to manage time. We think of it as something that we can control in the midst of our hurry, but beneath the contempt face that we bring into the world, doubt also creeps in, which leaves our shoulders heavy. We sense that something is wrong with our relationship with time. 
We start to wonder if the values that we profess are really the values we embody in the lives that we're living as we rush about. In the hurry of our day-to-day tasks, like preparing a dinner or finishing a carpool, we realize that we haven't heard a word of what our children or members and our families are saying. Our minds begin to wander to our to-do list, to the unrealistic expectations that we can't quite meet this week, to the simple decisions that have grown to feel monumentous, and that's where we sit. We feel the gap between values we profess, loving our family, reaching out to our neighbor, caring for creation, and the constant motion and hurry in our everyday lives. The people that we read about this morning in Matthew 11 were having similar feelings, crying out, how long, O Lord? We pick up in chapter 11 knowing that Jesus is frustrated because John's followers are super skeptics. Are you really the one in whom we've been waiting for all this time? Or are we to wait for another, they ask. With their questions of doubt, they tried to hand Jesus their heavy burdens of unfulfilled expectation. Everywhere Jesus went, people openly argued about who he was or who they thought he wasn't. From the streets in the city to quiet whispers in one's home, the questions kept traveling through the crowds. Is he really it? He's not what we expect. This isn't going how we planned or how we imagined it. Are we sure that this Jesus of Nazareth is really the one? All the questioning and the doubting was exhausting. A friend of mine says that God's reign was breaking out all around them, but no one seemed to notice. And Jesus knew if they were unable to even notice it, then it would be impossible for them to participate in God's reign on earth. So Jesus decided enough is enough, stretched out his arms and issued an invitation. Come to me, he offered. All you who are weary and carrying those heavy burdens, come to me. All you who are tired of trying to figure it all out by yourself, come to me. All you who are dog-tired from trying to keep it together, come to me. All you who are entering the unknown, scared, grieving, and exhausted, isolated or lonely, you too come to me. Come to me and I will give you rest, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Jesus stretches his arms and called to them to lay down all their heavy burdens and unfulfilled expectations. The heavy burden of needing to have it all under control, the heavy burden of what-ifs or if-onlys from the past, With our siblings and our scripture from the past, we also receive this offering. Remember the Sabbath day, says the commandment. The assumption behind the command is that we will forget the history and what we're supposed to properly do when we rest. 
and given enough time, we do forget. And when we do, we forget not only the command, but also its inherent promise of a day of rest and refocusing. That's what Jesus offers. And he offers it to all who are willing to align their lives with his. God cares how you're doing and wants to offer you rest. So take a deep breath. And hear that one more time, because the God who made you wants to give you rest. The, the Sabbath restores our true selves, valued as human beings made in God's image, and not just for our usefulness or our productivity. The blessing of Sabbath is that it helps us to remember that our lives have a focus and a meaning larger than day-in and day-out activity. The Sabbath is a time to regain perspective and recognize that God's goodness permeates all of creation and all of life. God doesn't offer the tired and weary people a lavish guest room to rest, but instead says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. The yoke can be a symbol of burden-bearing, of oppression and subjugation. But it can also represent teamwork and harvest and abundance. What is it that the yoke what is it that the yoke that Jesus offers us? Perhaps it's his teaching and the way of discipleship, which is not burdensome but life-giving. He invites the weary to learn from him, for he is not a tyrant who lords over his disciples, but is gentle and humble in heart. To take his yoke upon oneself is to be yoked to the one whom God's kingdom of justice mercy and compassion is breaking into this world and to find rest for which the soul deeply longs. What does your soul long for? To come to Jesus is to be taught gentleness and humility with yourself and with others. I wonder what it would take for us to answer the invitation to let ourselves rediscover our true value in the eyes of God by allowing ourselves to rest for a time. This type of rest that we read about is a gift, a gift that we all need and a gift that we seldom claim. We need to claim it for ourselves and we need to make sure that it's available to everyone including those whom we employ and the poor and the oppressed and those who are cast out and live on the margins. Rest is a gift, but it's also a practice and a really hard one that I imagine we're all battling. And I commend it to you. We must claim it, even as I strive to claim it myself. Jesus says to us, come to me all who are discouraged. Come to me all who are exhausted. Come to me all who are weary, worn out with heavy responsibility of these COVID days. Come to me all who are in danger of giving up. 
Come to me and rest, and I will replenish you. Walk and work side by side with me so that I might share this burden. Spend time with me. Learn with me. In my gentleness and humility, you will find relief from your trouble and anxiety and a renewing for your spirit. Partnership with me is pleasant and empowering, and the load we carry together is easier to bear. Remember that your worth is already and has already been established, even when you're not working. Keep the Sabbath day holy. Rest in God's abundance. And may it be so in this place for these people. Amen. Good morning. Music is an integral part of the work of the people of God. God's people have always sung. When the Israelites crossed the Red Sea, Moses and Miriam sang. When Samuel was born, Hannah sang. When the exiles were in Babylon, they wondered if their song was lost. It wasn't, and they sang. When Gabriel brought good news of great joy to Mary, she sang. The early church sang hymns, psalms, and spiritual songs, and we have been singing ever since. God's gift of music is not just to those with melodious voices, but to those whose hearts are tuned to praise of God. Our song requires all our voices. Thus, we dedicate our new hymnals to the glory of God and for the service in the life of this congregation. Please stand. Oh, sing to the Lord a new song, for God has done marvelous things. Let the earth be glad, let the sea resound, and all that is in it. Let the fields be jubilant, let the rivers clap their hands, let the forests and the mountains sing for joy. May With trumpets and the blast of the ram's horn, shout for joy before the Lord who reigns. Oh, sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. To you, O oh God, we offer thanks and praise. We know that your creative power is the source of every good gift. Today, we take delight in the special gift of these hymnals. Thank you for members of this congregation whose vision, energy, and resources have helped to make this new hymnal available for our use. Thank you for all those who work to create this song collection for your wider church, composers, poets, and artists, editors, 
publishers, and committee members. Thank you for the guidance of your spirit in the many decisions required through long years of dedicated service. for the gift of music that stirs our hearts, instructs our minds, strengthens our spirits, and sets our bodies in motion. Thank you for old songs that keep us connected with saints and traditions from our past, and for new songs that create a legacy for future generations. Thank you for songs from our culture that express our heritage in familiar melodies and rhythms, and for songs from other cultures that open us to the variety of ways in which your people offer praise around the world. We thank you for the gifts of music and song through which crea their creation has offered you praise and thanksgiving, confession and lament, prayers and petitions. May this new hymnal inspire our own songs in times of joy and sorrow, enable us to sing in one voice as your gathered people and to join in harmony with all who worship you. By your grace, may the words and melodies shape our faith for years to come and in ways that forever give glory to you. In the name of Jesus Christ, your faithful Son, who taught us to pray together, saying, Our Father, Hear these words from hymn 697 in our new hymnal. Take my life and let it be, consecrated, Lord, to thee. Take my moments and my days and let them flow in ceaseless praise. Take my silver and my gold, not a mite would I withhold. Take my intellect and use every power as thou shalt choose. Take my love, my Lord, I pour, at thy feet its treasure store. Take myself, and I will be ever only all for thee. At this time, we invite you now to consider ways in which you might share your life and your treasures, all for the glory of God.
Let us pray. Lord, our burdens weigh heavy on us at times. The world is full of pain and strife, and some carry burdens beyond their ability to hold. Be with those who struggle this day. Help us to make the burden lighter. Especially this day, we lift to you those impacted by natural disasters here and around the world, healthcare workers and teachers, immigrants at our borders and fleeing Afghanistan, the grieving and those battling illness, the hungry and the homeless. We lift these to you, Lord. Show us how to carry each other's burdens. Keep your yoke upon us. Take our gifts, our love, and take our lives and let them be ever only all for thee. Amen.
Friends, keep the Sabbath holy. Draw close to Christ and take rest under his yoke. And as you go from this place, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the fellowship of the friend and friendship of the Holy Spirit be with you now and always. Amen. Say